episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com. Got it. Welcome. (laughs) You're listening to Beyond the Front Door podcast with Lindy and Rhea, and we bring you real estate stories that inspire you, make you laugh, cry, cringe, all the things. Yes. (laughs) And we've had them all. (laughs) Yeah. Come on in. We put the real in real estate. Yes. And today we have um, Lori Urbakite and Buck Wilson as our guests, and we're really excited because the legislative session is coming up. And we're going to talk some of that, and we're going to talk bills, yeah, sure, (laughs) and real estate. (laughs) And we know a lot of bills. Yeah, yes, (laughs) we do. There's a lot in this field. Yes. Um, So let's just start by maybe each one of you going to tell us your background, tell us what you do, and or tell and and how you got where you are today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, So yeah, um, I'm Buck Wilson, and uh, I've been in real estate for almost 20 years now um, here in Cheyenne. Uh, moved up from Colorado to sell real estate, and um, uh, during my time, um, I served on my local association for the Cheyenne Board of Realtors, did different positions throughout that. Um, then uh, 2008 hit, and uh, I was a starving realtor, and I got a state job, so I uh, became uh, an appraiser for the highway department, and did that for three or four years, uh, while I still sold uh, real estate on the side, and um, it uh, I think did awesome for me and um, then about uh, 10 years ago went over to number one properties and haven't looked back um, on that decision and during that time I've also served uh, been serving uh, for the state association which uh, basically oversees all of uh, Wyoming licensed real estate agents and I've been doing that for almost seven years how many, do you know the number off the top of your head, how many licensed real estate agents in Wyoming there are? So licensed is uh, probably closer to 28 or 2,900. Okay. Um, actually, a part of our association, we're just shy of about 2,300. Okay. So, uh, but we're growing. Um, just January stats, I think we saw about 30 um, just get licensed again, whether they came back, didn't renew by the end of the year or whatever. So sure. um, we'll probably get over 2,400, I'm guessing for association and I serve as president for that association this year so that's been a long haul um, of uh, doing that process so So I'm guessing the bulk would be Cheyenne, Casper, uh, Gillette, Rock Springs is that the largest our largest association is actually Jackson Hole Wyoming and Jackson well that kind of makes sense too I suppose it's a lifestyle up there (laughs) 700 I think there's a realtor 700 realtors in Jackson Wow. Oh my gosh, we think that here. I can't. I didn't right. realize that. Yeah, it's a lifestyle up there, and uh, you know, you sell one or two y- yeah. transactions, and you're year, you're and fine, pretty well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting. So, and then yeah, you're right. Uh, Cheyenne and Casper, uh, mm-hmm. we have really strong numbers. Um, Rock Springs and well, actually Gillette, I'd say it's probably number four in okay. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Northwest that, Board. Yeah, so Cody. Cody probably. Um, Cody Powell level. Cody Powell level. Uh, sure. Sheridan and Buffalo, even though they're two separates. Yeah, they do everything um, together. They, well, they do, but they don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we, I mean, it's a lot of real estate agents for a small population. 
sure. in Wyoming too. So. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you. Uh-huh. How about you, Lori? So um, I started in real estate probably, I hate to admit it, over 30 years. And um, then I was uh, office manager for Mentor Realtors in Riverton, Wyoming. And then we went to a Century 21 franchise. And then my other two business partners decided we should buy some more offices. So we bought an office in Lander, and we bought an office in Cody, and then that got really stupid because it's really hard to manage three offices spread across the state, even though there were three of us, and we all agreed that, you know, you'll go be the responsible broker of that one, and I'll stay here and be the responsible broker there, and you, but there was not level skills. And so I was making trips up to Cody on a regular basis to bail out whatever Situation that guy did, yeah. So, um, so we sold both those, and then ultimately we sold uh, the Century Twenty One. And um, since then, I, I don't actively list and sell anymore. I have my broker's license still. Um, I just do, do referrals and um, okay. stay in, really involved in that. So I've been a member of Realtors forever. I was sure. state president in two thousand. Um, I was regional vice president, and that's for the six states: Colorado. Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, and Wyoming, um, which then you represent those states at the executive board level at the National Association of Realtors. And, and I've, I've chaired several national committees and, and just absolutely love it. I mean, real estate is my passion still. Sure. Now I'm on the political side of it, mm-hmm. which is great because that's my other passion in life yeah. is politics. So yes. I am the government affairs director, um, but... The, the short term for that, which people's eyebrows go, what? I'm a lobbyist. <laughs> I am. Yes. So I represent the Wyoming Realtors um, during session okay. uh, to make certain that bad bills aren't enacted that would hurt our profession mm-hmm. or hurt property owners. Property owners don't have a lobbyist. Right. I mean, they're, they're at the whim of whatever the legislature dreams up. So, so we try real hard to always stay focused on private property rights and property owners homeowners needs um plus making certain that our members our realtor members can make a living yes and i've been doing that for a really really long time too and we really appreciate it because as you know when you're a realtor you, I mean, you can't keep up with everything and so it's helpful for somebody to be keeping an eye on all that and letting us know when we need to take action well and i think what is often um either not known or misunderstood is that sometimes people have really great intentions with a bill, but there's unintended consequences of whatever the verbiage is that exists within that bill. And you have to have it sort of an eagle eye on the wording of those bills to make sure that those things don't happen. That, that is so true. And that yep. unintended consequences is one of the favorite buzz phrases that yes. you'll hear at the legislature yes. on the floor of the house or the floor of the Senate, either one. Yes. Because you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They, they may have written a bill with a really good idea. I'll give you an example of one from last year. It was a bill that said um, homeowner associations may not uh, prohibit political campaign signs in their subdivision. Well, we know as real estate professionals that a homeowner association is a group of people that got together and formed a homeowner association because they wanted to. And before you buy in those subdivisions, you get a copy of said homeowner association. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend that lives in one of those subdivisions here in Cheyenne where, no, you can't put political signs up. And they 
bought there because they like that concept. Right. They don't want them blowing all over their neighborhood. Sure. And so this legislator thought he was, you know. Being helpful. Being helpful. And we're like, this is a private organization, a private homeowners group. They got together and they decided what they want. Mm -hmm. So why should the state of Wyoming get involved in trying to dictate that to a group of neighbors that have decided mm -hmm. they don't want it. Yeah. And so he thought he was trying to help us. He actually right. thought the realtors would love that bill. And I mean, yeah. no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. We don't love that bill. No. So, yeah, I mean, and it's bills like that that they don't, if they've not been in our industry, if they mm -hmm. don't under, if they haven't bought or sold real estate in the last 10, 15 years, things have changed. Well, and they don't understand. And two, I mean, this is a budget session, so there's going to be fewer bills. But next year, um, in alternating years, I mean, there's hundreds of so bills. So right now we have um, over 200 files. Yes. Um, and session starts next week. Yep. So I would anticipate seeing a flurry of more, more. bills coming out this, mm -hmm. this last week. Um, this year, it's going to be a lot about real estate taxes. There's going to be a lot of bills regarding real estate taxes. We picked up on that at the uh, lunch previous and lunch and learn. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and we just had no idea there were such strong opinions both ways on it. So. Well, so, and, and in fairness to the legislature, a lot of people, and you might hear in the press, well, the legislators aren't doing anything. They're not doing their job, so we're going to do it for them. Well, the reality is that we have a constitution that prohibits a lot of these ideas that were brought forward. And mm -hmm. so they did pass a constitutional amendment that takes residential property out of the all other category and lets it stand by itself. That then allows that fourth class to be taxed differently. Until that happens, their hands are really kind of tied. Sure. Um, so, so that's the first step. And then I, I saw yesterday a new bill was introduced that would... Um, put a cap on the amount of increase. But it even says at the bottom of the bill, this is only um, applicable if the people of Wyoming vote to to um, do the constitutional amendment. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they're trying. Yeah, and they haven't actually passed the bill. Uh, they just allowed it to be on the ballot uh, come November. Well, right. So how you get a constitutional amendment passed is it has to pass by two-thirds in both houses signed by the governor. Then it goes on the next general election. election right. So that there will be a constitutional amendment in November that would separate those classes out. And, and until that happens, there's yeah. not much. I mean, they did a... They're, they expanded the um, needs-based uh, rebate program for people that can't afford their real estate taxes. And there's another bill this year to expand that even more, to lower, um, to, to lower the threshold so more people can qualify, um, to make it a graduated kind of program so more people can qualify. And, and then they put a whole lot more money into the program. So it sounds like, though, one of the frustrations with that program is its reimbursement. Correct. Which kind of, depending on how you look at it, feels like it defeats the purpose of it. Because if you can pay it up front and get reimbursed, then... You know, if, if people could pay it up front, then they just would. And so I, that's what I've heard just some frustration about is that it's a reimbursement program, I guess. Well, I do know some people that have um, used the program, and they indeed were able to pay it up front. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they got it back, and yeah. it they, were, they were incredibly grateful, grateful. for it. Mm -hmm. Sure. But when you talk about property taxes like in Teton County, where the price values are so huge, and this lady that had lived in her house for like 40 years, and she's getting a tax bill of like $18,000. Oh she didn't have $18,000. No. How is she going to get $18,000? Now, I don't know how it turned out, what, how she managed to make it work. Um, but, but they're looking at that as well. Mm -hmm. And there was a bill last year that I thought was really innovative, very innovative. It and didn't go anywhere because it was a brand new concept. But it would have kind of set up money similar to like WCDA has, where then the banks could loan that money to okay. the taxpayer yeah. so they could pay their taxes. And then the state would refund. Ah. And then they could pay back what they could. Sure. So, well, and that's what I was thinking in my head. I was thinking, you'd have to go get a loan. Right. And then pay the loan off right and, away. And this was like, so, and it, people said, well, but pe would people qualify for the loan? Right. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. if the state's backing it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. then, I, I mean, I just thought it was a really creative idea, and I haven't seen it filed again for this year but like I said we have another week um, so there's some creative things that people yep. are trying to figure out trying to do our position with the Wyoming Realtors for as long as I've been involved is that we've always wanted a fourth class residential should be separate and the constitutional amendment also provides for them to um, have a subclass so just because I own rental properties I may not get a tax but the house I live in, if I qualify, I might get a tax break. Sure. <clears throat> so there's a lot of those kind of bills going around. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know how many of them will pass. I think there's probably more than a half a dozen right now. I think there's okay. probably nine or so different tax bills being floated. And, of course, our favorite tax bill was just numbered today, real estate transfer, transfer taxes tax. back. Right. So, so would you explain that one a little okay, bit? Okay, real estate transfer tax is a sales tax on your real estate. When you sell your house, you get to pay a, a sales tax. Okay. It's only 1% right. on properties over a million, according to this bill. Properties under a million, it's 0%. Right. <clears throat> but we've always maintained you're paying your real estate taxes every year. Why do you have to pay a sales tax? And so we have opposed that bill. Numerous times. Yep. Since rocks were soft. We've been <laughs> in states right. that have not opposed and have it, um, it has not been good for them. Mm -hmm. No, because it, so. every year when you need more money, you go, let's just add a half a percent to that one. Yeah. Or let's make those people under a million pay a little bit. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. once it gets in there, then yeah, then yeah, it just opens the can. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I will say, I mean, and we get this all the time, especially from our buyers out of Colorado that are coming up here to purchase. I mean, they're so many people are coming here because of the the tax benefits of living here and so it definitely would that would start to become a problem I can well and, for sure and see. certainly <clears throat> because of the huge increase um, in property values over the last couple three years there are people hurting with their real estate taxes I understand that and we yeah. need to do something another long-standing policy of the state association is we want people to be able to stay in their homes yeah um, so so I get that. We need to target it. This is my opinion. We need to target that relief for the people that really need it. Sure. Because currently, our real estate taxes are the 47th lowest in the, in the United States. Wow. So it's not like we're 
yes. our rates too high. It's our values have increased and Which made those big shock. jumps. Yeah, yeah and it's, sure. it's sticker shock. It's really sticker shock in my opinion, just yep. uh, speaking especially in Cheyenne and I mean, the markets have really been thriving and booming. Mm -hmm. um, the assessors have been assessing values. And, and they have to do what they have to do. I mean, going up. Um, so for our listeners, mm -hmm. where would a person if, that is potentially mm -hmm. in need of help with their property taxes, is there a website or where so could they the, go? On their actual tax assessment that they get from their county, um, there's a link on that assessment um, that will give them the current program that's currently uh, available. And if they the, don't have, if they can't find that, call your county assessor. assessor's office. Assessor. Every okay. assessor's office, are they have done a great job helping. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, have them yeah. get a hold of the assessor's office. Okay. And they can decide how they want to pursue and what the requirements are. And I mean, but there's, it doesn't, it sounds really good, um, mm -hmm. but the qualifications are kind of steep. Okay. I mean, you've had to be in your property for and, so and many years. And, and this new bill is going to change some of that right. <clears throat> if it gets introduced. So the listeners also ought to know this is a budget session. Mm -hmm. So no bill that's not the budget can be introduced without two-thirds vote of, of the House it's being introduced in. So in the House, on the House side, that's going to be really difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult because we have two warring factions. And so that's going to be re and none of them have two-thirds. Neither right. side has two-thirds. So that's <laughs> going to be really tough. Um, I think a lot of these real estate bills will get through because everybody agrees that something needs to happen. Um, so... Yeah, so most of them this year are related to property taxes. Yes. What is there any any other subject matter related to real estate that is going before legislature? Um, I saw a bill on forcible entry and detainer, and that's um, the process that landlords use to get people that aren't paying their rent out. And so there's a bill on that that I kind of liked. It's not a huge issue, but there's that one. There's the real estate transfer tax, of course. Oh, and there is a, a really creative bill <clears throat> coming out of Laramie. Um, Representative Sherwood's bill, and it is like a, instead of having a carrot and a stick, it's like a carrot for abandoned buildings downtown, that if you own an abandoned building, if this bill passed, this is kind of how it worked, if you own an abandoned building and you um, go to the city and say, I'm going to rehab it, I'm going to bring it up to standards, um, it's not going to be an eyesore anymore, then this bill would provide you a tax reduction on your property taxes for up to half of what you spent on your rehab. So it's an wow. encouragement for people to... An incentive. Yeah, it's an incentive. I, I'm excited about that bill. Yeah. She introduced yeah. it before, and um, it didn't get real far, but I'm real pleased that she brought it back again because I think it's a great idea for commercial. Yeah. So I know that the process often is is that a bill has to be presented over the course of a few years to really get traction. But what would be a reason why that bill would not get traction? Just because it's in the early stages of it and not everybody's familiar with it, or what would if it got if it got presented last year? Why would it not make its way through? Well, there are several reasons. Okay. <laughs> There may be some uh, organizations that represent the cities or the counties that think you're taking money out of our pocket. Because you're giving them and a they break. are. Because yeah. it's coming out of that municipality or that county. And the, yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. So, so there's that issue. Okay. Um, there is 
there was a there is a paragraph in it that talks about um, if the owner doesn't do it and the city has to go in and do abatement, that then they can put a lien on the property. So the bankers got really excited about that one. They didn't sure. like that idea. Mm -hmm. But this one, this year, it says they won't take a it, it's after any other previous liens. Okay. So it's not going to be a primary lien. Oh, I see. Um, so that, I think that'll help. Mm -hmm. And then a real struggle in Wyoming is we have two different Republican parties, and then we have a very, 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 very itty-bitty little Democratic party, and the primary sponsor is a Democrat, and she needs to find herself some, um, some powerful Republicans yeah. to mm -hmm. sign on with her. And, and yep. Because, I mean, that's tough. That's yep. just tough, and there's there's a feeling amongst some that we don't we don't compromise, we don't work across the aisle, and I hate seeing that because that's never been the way Wyoming is. But it is unfortunately it's starting to happen here. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but the sort of the two um, how do you want to say it versions of the Republican Party would be sort of your the, the the traditional conservative Republican that we've had. But also um, the second being one that leans a little bit libertarian. Am I correct? Or am well, I wording it wrong? I would say um, we have, <clears throat> well, and they, they call themselves the Freedom Caucus. We have yes. the Freedom Caucus. Yes. And, and they are the very, very far-right conservative. Yes. Never budge an inch kind of yes. legislators. Yeah. Then we have the moderates that we've always had. Yes. Okay. That's a better and, way. And of they call them. It. Thank you. They call themselves the Wyoming Caucus. So we got the Wyoming Caucus and the Freedom Caucus. And if those two caucuses do not want to play together at all, nothing happens. Nothing will happen in the House. <laughs> all bills that pass will be from the Senate. Yeah. Because they, the Freedom Caucus has. I think they claim they have twenty-seven members, solid members, and they vote as a block. They don't. They don't lose many. I think they only really have 24. I think there's three of them that kind of give them lip service but aren't really always a block. But nonetheless, that's mm -hmm. enough to mm -hmm. stop any legislation that the Wyoming caucus wants to bring forward yep. if, they if they don't like it. Yep. And they're still, they're, right now, they're still kind of adding to this Constitution amendment um, of potentially, you know, doing it what I call maybe right and breaking it all into different classes. So breaking commercial into its own class instead of a fourth tier, that might be a fifth tier. I see. Uh, agricultural and, and... So, and I should have probably started from the beginning on that. The Wyoming Constitution has three property tax classes. The first one is minerals, oil and gas minerals. The second one is in industrial. Mm -hmm. And the third one is literally called all other. And the all other is commercial, residential, ag, and personal property. Okay. So the first constitutional amendment they passed last year just took residential up and had gave it its own. In October, the Revenue Committee met in Casper, and they passed another one that, as Buck said, separates them all out. So okay. that they don't, and, and kind of makes sense because the legislator that brought it forward was Chairman Biteman from Sheridan. He said, you know, let's save future legislators from having to go, go down this road again. Let's mm -hmm. just do it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. They're yeah. definitely big picture thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what would you say has been in, let's say in, just in the last five years or maybe longer, but, um, has been a real success or a real win for Wyoming when it comes to real estate or, um, yeah, I guess anything related to real estate in terms of our legislature, has there been anything, 
and I only ask that because I haven't followed it over the years. So I'm certain you must have something under your belt that you're really proud of or that happened that is exciting for Wyoming. Um, the most recent one was two years ago. It was two years ago. Okay. We had, uh, we had no, and there was no law against it, but many years ago, there were um, homeowner covenants that were racially discriminatory. Ah. Big time. And we still had them on the books in Wyoming. And there was no way to get them off the books. And so we were, I believe, the fifth state to pass legislation to identify a process to get those those clauses off, off the, books. the books. Because oh. they were, and what they were doing, not, I mean, the Homeowner Association may have indeed changed their language so that they were not so Being bored. discriminatory. Right. Yeah. But a lot of the deeds from way back when in the older properties had to have that language on it. Well, and it got embarrassing when you had Very to share these with your buyer. <laughs> Very embarrassing. And so, so a, a, a home buyer here in Cheyenne took it to her realtor, and they said, you need to get a hold of the state association. And at the time, Shelley Duncan was a representative out of Torrington. And so Shelley and I worked. I found the language from Virginia. They were the third state to pass it, I think. And we got it passed in one year. Yeah. And oh, so, awesome. yeah. That's awesome. We were really, I mean. And University of Wyoming folks helped quite a bit with right, that, too. They did. They did. I mean, it was just, it a was a. Like work on that. It really felt good to, like yeah. a, to do something Right. For humanity, right. <laughs> essentially. To be on the right side. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, over the years, we've... I just think we've been successful in, in not adding tax burden to our citizens and, um, to you know... try to just, keep everything fair. Just trying to keep everything a Equal. prize. We've, um, we've had to... It's a pretty yeah, radical... We kill a lot of bills. Yeah. And again, because of those unintended consequences, consequences. that people don't understand. And so... Yep. Um, I don't want to make your jobs any more difficult than they already are. So yep. if they start piling on disclosures and say, at one juncture there was uh, a huge discussion, and I agree it is a discussion we need to have about foreign nationals owning our property, owning property in Wyoming, owning ag property in Wyoming, owning property too close to the Air Force Base. Right. I get that. But at one juncture during the hearings on a couple of these bills last year, they were going to have us be the enforcement. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're not going to be the police. No. 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 No, no. not going to happen. So, and I, my exact statement to them was, you pass whatever legislation you feel you need to do, but we're going to continue to sell real estate the way we always have, and that's non-discriminatory. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, gonna say then we have fair housing. Yeah. How are you, you want us to say now where we're, people so can buy the, what? Right. So one of the main things in fair housing is na national origin. Yeah. Now you want me to go ask them? No, no, no. No, no yeah. Uh -uh. No. Can't do that. So, But I can see what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to, and I think about this because it seems like this conversation has just come up recently about the... the Yes, about the number of land in the U.S. that's owned by China, correct? Mm -hmm. Is that the... Um, yes. So well, on a national level, that's something that's being observed or paid attention to or whatever the case is. And so. there are a lot of states that are trying to pass that kind of legislation. It, the mm -hmm. tricky part is how to write it. Mm -hmm. And so I would bet money. I haven't seen any yet um, this year, but I would bet money that there probably will be another one. I, the governor called me, and he had concerns. And he yeah. said, have you thought of any? And I went... Governor, I'm sorry, but 
this is kind of out of our hands. Yeah. And he kind of had a concept for a minute until I told him I didn't think that was one of the brighter <laughs> ideas, was that the title companies could, could handle it. Well, what are the title companies going to do? Yeah. They don't send out a survey and... Not finish, uh, not close <laughs> the trans... I don't know. Right. I don't like the way you look. Therefore, you yeah. can't buy this. I mean, no. So, yeah, I know. so yeah, yeah, those yeah. are difficult situations and difficult yes. topics. And that's when you brought up how long does it take to, to get a bill through. We've always said that um, for a brand new concept, mm-hmm. you're looking at about five years. Yeah. I was going to say three to five, but yeah. yeah. For a brand new concept. To try and well, you got to get the wording right. Yeah, and every year right. they're probably tweaking the little parts. Well, of and it. that's why the legislative process is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because so the bill gets drafted, and the legislative service office (LSO) it's made up of a whole bunch of attorneys, and they all review it to make sure that they think it's constitutional, and then their boss reviews them all, and then they get numbered, and then. Um, like this year, there'll be a debate on the floor whether they should even be introduced, and then they have to get two thirds. If they get introduced, then they go to a committee. They go to, um, like in a lot of our bills, if it has to do with license law, it used to go to corporations committee. Okay. All these tax bills go to the revenue committee. Yep. Um, and so then they have a hearing. And that's and they, they spend two hours every, every time they meet, and they go through this list of bills, and people testify, and they talk about the unintended consequences. They amend the bill then it goes back to the floor and they have three full readings and they can have more amendments at each one of those so they really can hash out then the whole thing happens again on the other side so there's a lot of eyes there's a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. there's lots of back and forth to make sure that it's doing what they want it to do Mm -hmm. and it's not harming the people of Wyoming and I will say when you sit and watch whether it's a legislative meeting during the year or session during you know January, February, March, whatever the case is, they're very thoughtful about all of that. And it's when you sit down and watch um, them hash through some of these bills, you understand why only a portion of the bills make it even up for discussion because they put so much time and energy into those unintended consequences or the big picture um, and give the process a little bit of time. But it, I mean, it's amazing the things that we can accomplish in a session, but when you take a look at the number of bills that are brought forward (laughs) to the ones that actually make it through, it's a very much smaller. It's amazing. Well, and and the other good thing that happened since COVID is that um, now... All of the meetings, all of the meetings are on the YouTube channel. Yes. All of them. Yes. So you can watch the House floor. Yep. You can watch the committee hearings. You go to wildleg.gov, mm-hmm. and you can pull up that day's schedule and and watch. To have your it playing content. in the background. I actually have it playing in the background more times than not while I'm working and listening to what well, they have going I, on. I would encourage everybody to do that yeah. because it's – it, a, it's very educational. Right. You'll mm-hmm. learn a lot of stuff about stuff you didn't know you needed to know about. <laughs> right. But B, you can see what your legislator's doing. Yeah. What is that representative that I voted for? How do they do? How, mm-hmm. how effective are they? And you can see that if you watch. And not only that, I think people would be surprised at how few of our constituents or residents, I should say, actually reach out to their legislators. Legislators love to hear from their constituents. And if you reach out to them, 
if you call them or email them, your your voice actually has much more weight than you think it does. Oh, and absolutely. They love to hear from everybody. I do think there's um, there's a lot of organizations that like to put out like form letters and have, you know, everybody that's associated with that organization do a form letter and I don't think there's so much crazy about those ones, but if it's a personal Hey, I live in Cheyenne. I live in this neighborhood. You're my person. This is something I'm worried about, blah, blah, blah. They pay attention to and those. I, and I will tell you that um, there are those organizations. We're not one of them. Yeah. We never just blanket spam. Yeah, form letters. Yeah. No, <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah. Um, but there are organizations that do. that do. And some of those emails are coming from outside the state of Wyoming even. Yes. So the legislators, and this blew me away last year, told me that they were getting upwards of 1,000 emails a day. Oh so if you really want to contact your legislator, mm-hmm. you can still email them. But mm-hmm. in the subject line, yes, be specific. Say, I am a constituent. Yes. And then they'll open it if they can get through all of them. But if you really want to get a hold of your legislator, on the legislative website, you can find their cell phone numbers. Send them a text. text. Mm-hmm. Send them a text or leave them a voicemail. Yep. Um, they will get back to you. Yes. If you're a constituent. That's been my They're, experience. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you honestly, there is not a legislator down there, not one, whether I agree with them some days or not, that they truly care about the state of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And they are doing what they think is best. We may mm-hmm. not agree all the time, but... Mm-hmm. They are dedicated public servants, yes. and they don't get paid well. Mm-hmm. They get, you know, per diem, and they get a small salary while they're in session. They're losing money. Yeah, a lot of them that that are still working for a living or own losing, businesses or own yep. businesses. They're yep. losing yeah. money when they come down here. Yeah, and so always, always treat them with respect. Yes, I just, you know, calling and yelling and screaming at people. <laughs> Gets you nowhere. It well, doesn't get you. That's just far, a good rule in general yeah, in life, in general right? Life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I will say, I mean, I I think you'd be hard pressed if you sat and listened that you don't hear it at least once a day of a legislator saying somebody in my you know in my county has reached out to me and said this. I mean, it's well, said every a, single day. That yep. is where a lot of the bills come from. Is yep. some constituent has gone to their senator and said, "Hey, hey. can you do something about this?" Yep. Yep. I completely and that, agree. We had a bill last year for realtors. That That's exactly what happened. We had a realtor in, Sh- in Sheridan um, that had an issue. And so she went to her legislators and she called me and I worked with them. And we got the bill passed. And, you know, it's it means something. Yeah, that was the zoning and notification, that, right? Right. Yep. They were, um, if you were being annexed into the city, they had to notify the people in the annexation area. And they had to notify people within 300 feet of the annexation area that were in the city. But they didn't have to notify those people that were 300 feet that were in the, in county, the county. Which might be, if, and in this instance, it hugely affected those people. Sure. So now, if there's an annexation, you got to do 300 feet all the way around. And we don't care if it's the county or the city. Everybody within the 300 feet gets noticed. And we worked with the Wyoming Association of Municipalities on that bill sure. at, to make sure it, was, it would work for them. And they, mm-hmm. they agreed this is a good idea. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Communication. Yeah. It's, it's great. It probably made them get less phone calls. Right. <laughs> well, and, and that's what the municipalities testified to is that we think the more people that understand what's going on, the better. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to save us a lot of headaches down the road. Mm-hmm. And I think, too... Just as kind of a side note, I don't know if I knew this until I started to get involved 
on a state level in a few different things that it seems like there's a state association for about everything. You know, there's a trade association for everything. Every yes, and so if you um, if there's something going on and you want to bring a bill forward or you're asking your legislator to, it does seem like the more people you have partnered together on that, and especially those trade associations or state associations that you bring up, because everybody brings a different perspective, a different lens to the whole thing, and helps make it as well-rounded and help find those unintended consequences or those pitfalls. You know, it just is a, I don't, I don't know that I quite articulated that until about, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago when I really started getting involved and understanding that goodness if you have an interest in just about anything you can find a, a local chapter sure. a state chapter and most likely a national one <laughs> for just about anything However, <laughs> real estate um, is one of the largest and when well, I'd say pretty strong in reference to uh, the voice that we have um, yep. that is carried um, especially when we're talking about homeowners and just not our own industry but when we're bringing you know, representation for everybody. Yep. And, um, I mean, we see it on a national level um, and state level and mm -hmm. even local level, I think, yep. even in schools and stuff. And I think, too, and I, I try to bring this up whenever we're talking on our podcast about the value of realtors, that um, we are working with clients in what is probably the biggest transaction of their lives or the biggest financial decision of their lives, but also this ongoing expense in their lives. So referring to your property taxes or to their HOAs or to their, you know, the, the upgrades that they sure. got to do to their home. And we are out there, you guys are out there fighting for them and for to keep their rights and to keep everything as easy as possible for them and really understanding the gravity of, you know, the, the business of real estate, really. And so it's really wonderful and to all of our residents to have people like you that are advocating for our residents and making sure that these things are good for our state. So I just have to make that plug. I like to do it every chance. Yeah. Good job. That's Thank good. you. We like yeah, that. Yeah. That. There is the, it just is, um, the value is there. Yeah. You know. You know, and, uh, you know, the National Association has taken it by the shorts a couple uh, for the last few months and yes. some of these lawsuits and stuff. And I think what's really coming out of that, though, is exactly what you just said, how mm -hmm. much real estate agents are an intricate part to a very important transaction. Yep. Um, and no matter what they get compensated, um, they're not there to do it for free. Right. But they're there for the good. And yes. I think that that is just you know, coming out in forces that, mm -hmm. um, almost like wildfire. And so I know we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a long process. And, uh, but you know, you open up every day and you hear about the, the lawsuits that are out there and stuff. But, uh, um, I will say for the Wyoming listeners, um, we are very, very blessed for having what we do here in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, our state association has worked way before I ever got involved in amazing forms, amazing contracts, amazing disclosures to both buyers and sellers and uh, in doing so it's put us as a state in a really good uh, position um, that I there wouldn't be a whole lot of change for us or exactly we have what I hear you saying is model we've developed a model for the way yeah, that we it were can a leader. be done we've yep. been a leader in in this industry yep. and um, in how we disclose and make sure that we're doing the right things to consumers so it's been a gold well, star 
and in the stories that we've had of people coming on, and this is why we're doing this podcast and um, bringing on members of our community, and we want to expand across the state and, of course, wherever um, people can listen to us eventually. Sure. <laughs> of course. But, um, <clears throat> for example, we had my son on here last week who is 23 years old and working to buy his first investment property, or we have a multi-generational family that's been on and working on buying property that's going to fit several of their family members on the same land or um, military families that are, you know, making a purchase as they're here for a few years and sure. on to the next place for a few years, whatever the case is. And it is real estate is about the business of people and helping people mm -hmm. accomplish their dreams and their goals, however that looks like. And then once they have obtained that dream or goal, helping them keep it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that is exactly what we are about. And that's what we hope to accomplish with this here for our listeners is to know that that's really the um, well, first of all, we like the stories because we want everybody to, we, I think people learn from listening to other people talk about whatever, you know, journey that they're on and to hear what you guys are doing to support them on a statewide level is equally important. But then also just to know that this is um, an industry and a business that we take very seriously and want to help everybody as much as we can. Yep. So, okay. yeah. So do you have something to add? Where What would you add to a new real estate agent or a real estate agent that hasn't been involved about getting involved? And So I, I love that question. Um, my daughter sent me a text message and said, so-and-so is going to be getting a hold of you. He's, he lives in Casper and he's thinking about getting his real estate license and he needs help and advice. And indeed, he sent me an email, so I typed <laughs> back. And what I said was, told him where he could go get the education, and then I said, you need to get involved in your local board as soon as you get licensed because that's where you're going to network. That's where you're going to um, find lifelong friends mm -hmm. and it's going to help build your business. And yep. I said, and then you need to get involved at the state level. You need to go to state meetings. Um, we have our convention every year in September or October in there. Um, you need to go to those. You need to meet people from outside of your local board so that you can develop a referral system. Um, and I said, and as soon as you can figure out how to pay for it, go to a national convention. That's so because awesome. Because you will learn <laughs> it is. so much. I remember I my agree first too. one. I agree, too. It's so exciting. <laughs> I remember my first one. I just, I, and it was in Las Vegas. So this is a long time ago. And I just walked around going. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, just went to my first one last year. It was yeah. so cool. And there's huge educational Yeah, and now there. I'm like, I'm on the board, but I would think I would want to keep doing this. Absolutely. You would. Even if I'm not being Absolutely. sent it's a, it's as a, part of the board. Yeah, I just look at it as the cost of doing business. And yeah. Yes. Getting more educated and building think, those relations and, and well, all and of I that. Get, yep. I, I send referrals all over the United States. Mm -hmm. And the referrals I send, they're to people that are my good friends. That you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know them well because mm -hmm. I've served on committees with them. I've sat with them at national meetings. And so... And then they send referrals. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously not to me anymore because I don't list to sell, but, but they call me and say, who in this area in Wyoming yeah. can we refer to? So you got to get out there and, and meet the other people in the industry. And, and learn, learn from so what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And always doing... having that big picture perspective is always helpful right down to the, you know, the client that you're working with. I agree with that 100%. I wonder if some people get hung up on the idea that we're all in competition with each other. But I think once you join the board and you start 
building those relationships, then you realize it's not. Well, and we're very, we all, very blessed. To we are, it. yeah, uh, yeah. we are again, different we, here. Compared right. to other states, Compared sure. to other states, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, there's like uh, Phoenix. I mean, I think they have 10,000 real yeah. estate agents. Oh, I, I mean, they have more than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just using a number that, you know, is <laughs> a big number. And we're talking about the 2,800 yeah. here in uh, Wyoming. And, in the whole state. And, and so these boards are huge and all that. Yeah. Uh, here in Wyoming, though, I mean, I can pick up the phone and I could call our governor. I can call um, somebody in Jackson or... Yeah. or uh, past presidents, um, just you just have that reach, and yes, we are at the end of the day in competition when it comes to helping clients and, and building business. Um, but just even because of that, though, doesn't mean I'm not going to still lend a hand. And I think that's what makes a good real estate agent is, mm-hmm. is the desire to help, no matter uh, if you're getting compensated or not. You're just doing right. the right thing. Right thing. So. Well, yeah. and I, and I'll add a plug for your Cheyenne board. I tell you what, you have a great board. Yes. You have a great board, and Lisa does an amazing job. Yes. And I think because of, like, the lunch and learns that she does and, and your education that she provides, um, you have a great board. Not all boards are that lucky. Yes. And there are boards that have their little factions, and they have their little tussles, and they <laughs> are in competition. But, but I mean... Shout out to, to Lisa and, yeah. and her I staff agree. and the Cheyenne board and the Cheyenne board leadership. I, leadership yep. You're doing a great, you're doing it right down here. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And whenever she calls me and says, can you come? I go, of course. I mean, you want me. I get to come to Cheyenne. You want me. So what, Lori, what community are you in? Are you in Riverton? No, I live in Casper now. You live in Casper now. I live in Casper. My husband's family homesteaded outside of Cody, 10 miles outside of Cody. So we still have the family farm outside of Cody. So in the summertime, you'll find me up in Cody more than you will in Casper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's really beautiful up there. And also Florida. She has a place No, I. Well, actually, I sold the place That's in Florida. Right. Had a great, great realtor that I referred myself to. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got that sold. Very great work. And then I bought a place in Arizona. You did buy it. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And again, Wyoming is went invading refer, Arizona. Referred myself to a really good realtor down there. <laughs> right. Yeah. We good for you. Because I get, I get good refer- referral checks out of some of these right. deals. So, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things we always ask everybody is what their favorite thing is about Cheyenne. So I would have that question for both of you. What's your favorite thing about Cheyenne? But also, what's your favorite thing about Casper? So my favorite thing about Cheyenne, hands down, is that's where the capital is. Yeah. That's where... That's where my passion is, the capital um, and the legislators. My favorite thing about Casper, great food. We have really good food. Yes, you do. And you do have good restaurants there, too. Yeah. You for know, sure. Yeah, bacon knots. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make a plug right here for Eggington's as well. I oh, love great, Eggington's. Great. Yes. Yeah. yes. Great brunch. Great yes. breakfast. Yes, yes. But the Silver Fox and the Bacon Knots, I'm telling you, okay. if you've not been there, go to the Silver Fox and have Bacon Knots. My favorite. Okay. My, I'm I can do that. plates full of yep. They're an appetizer, but okay. order two. Order two. <laughs> Trust okay. me, you're going to do So I like um, just Cheyenne. I like the people. Yeah. Um, I think we're just good-hearted people, and we work hard um i think the handshake still goes somewhere um mm-hmm. that if i say i'm going to do something and yep. uh, i can expect that back yeah um and so uh, and then uh, what i really like about cheyenne is just the fact that uh we are a small little town but 30 45 minutes i can be in Anywhere. colorado and mm-hmm. in fort collins or north denver and kind of have that big city 
um, shopping experiences if you want to have And then come back home. Then be back home. <laughs> and then right? escape from the traffic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I think that that's just makes that um, awesome. I agree. So. I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, and I have the question also that I ask every person, <laughs> but you might have already answered it. Um, if you could purchase property anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Okay, if really, if I could purchase yeah, anywhere, anywhere in the no world? No money, nothing's that There would be a villa in Italy. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Wow. wow. So you've clearly visited there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going back. Okay. Because awesome. I won the Art Pack raffle. Yeah. Oh, that was a five-day. Five I won it. Awesome. Five-day trip to Italy. Oh, how Invest wonderful! Invest in RPAC and you too, maybe. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> okay. And uh, that is coming uh, in March. Uh, Misty Woods, our RPAC chair for the state. Yes, and rolling, that's another uh, thing we need to have her on here to talk about RPAC and. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. Um, so I actually don't want to actually buy a place. I want to buy a yacht. Oh, um, good for you! And uh, my wife and I want to live on a boat. And we don't know where yet, but uh, well, that if it's is, a yacht, it can be anywhere. It has that transportability. And can you? You can. You can move it to different you can locations. Just get, when yeah. you around your world. mind. However, hurricanes scare the hell out of me. So uh, what? Hurricanes. Oh. Um, so I'm a little nervous. You'll have on to that. move <laughs> when the hurricane comes in. <laughs> we'll have to pivot. But there uh, is hurricane season, so you right. can know when it is. You kind of know, yeah. So. But. Well, that's very interesting. You say that because um, so my family and I just this morning got back from Miami, yeah. and we were down in the Florida Keys um, for a few days. But we come up into Miami last night, you know, to get close to the airport to stay the night, and so we decided to. Um, spend a little time on Ocean Drive in near um, Miami here. Beach. Yeah. Right. And there is a little island called... Oh, and I know. Oh, but it's like Millionaire's Row. I know. I know which Like one. Little Island picture. is almost what it's called. It's something like that. But anyway, so the interstate kind of winds you around, around that. So yes. Can... Yes. And so... Peer over the <laughs> edge. Yes. So what was, on one side of the interstate... Well, there's this like open space here, but on the interstate, you're kind of driving by this little island mm-hmm. and um, where there's millionaires and billionaires. And I mean, the yachts, I mean, right. I've seen yachts, but these yachts yeah. were off the charts, like black, like, cruise ship. like black and sleek <laughs> and huge wow. and everything's Great. like docked, if that's <laughs> the way to say it, at their homes. And right. my, my husband's like, oh my yachts gosh, look at those yachts. <laughs> yeah. But then what was interesting and, and you know, we haven't done a cruise and I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around if that's something I want to do. Sure. But when you take the interstate back around and so there were there were cruise ships lined up on sort of that side of Miami. There was probably five or six okay. cruise ships all in a row kind of sitting there and which just as a quick side note played to why. The security at the Miami airport this morning was a little nuts because apparently 20,000 people got off those, got cruise, off ships. those cruise ships and were heading oh, wow. to the airport oh, wow. at the same time. <laughs> the same as time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the same time. Well, what they said was going to be about 8 o'clock. We got there about 6.30-ish. And so, so you're a little ahead. Yeah. But still, I was uh, running. I was running to yeah. our gate. But anyway, um, it's so interesting you talk about yachts because when we were down in the Florida Keys, um, our, one of our guides on one of our excursions was saying he lives in a boat. And my, my son, my son Joshua, was like, now that 
Right. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I we're boat we're boat people and yes. you already have uh, a large boat. We right? do have a large boat up in Glendo and we love okay. it and my wife gets to stay up there a lot during the summer and so is it big enough cool. to I mean is it like a recreational boat or, or is it big enough to Yeah, it has uh, two bedrooms okay, and sleeping. a galley and uh, okay. kitchen and um it's a forty three foot sea ray and wow, we have it moored up in Glendo at the marina and we have a little cruiser, a uh, little boat that we cruise around on, a little oh, pontoon. And that, that does yeah, sound it's a good fun. life. So you've it's really already life. experimented <laughs> with it on a smaller we boat. Have. We yes, have. That's why we want a little bit you bigger. You want it bigger, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we could go really, really big if no money, if money was on an object. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, well, you said money was I did, and it's so. not. <laughs> Surrounded by vineyards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you just look why? giddy thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> So. Well, thank you both so much yeah. for being on today. We really appreciate it. Where can our listeners go to learn more information about how to become involved? Uh, so wyomingrealtors.com okay. is uh, our website. Our website. Um, we are working on some additional uh, like legislative links that we'll be passing out here in the next week, um, some talking points and things like that that we'll uh, make available. Um, and then I also think, um, you know, if getting hold of the local boards, I think that's probably where you're going to have the most success in regards to probably get on a whomever. committee. Right. Get on, yeah, do something. Go ahead, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. you two yeah. can yes. do it. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, yep. Um, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so I'm Rian, and uh, this is Rian Lindy. I apologize, I'm still on Miami time, I think. But anyway, we are realtors here in <laughs> Cheyenne. Know what time it is. <laughs> no, and um, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, you can find us at www.sellcheyenne.com as well as across all of our social media channels. Yes, and so, follow us on Beyond the Front, front Door, Door podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Awesome. This episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com.